Welcome to the Pre-PT Grind Podcast. Before we begin this episode, we would like to thank you for taking the time to invest in yourself as a pre-PT on your journey to becoming a future doctor of physical therapy. This episode has been sponsored by our Acceptance Navigator Series, which is a free four-part pre-PT video series where we teach you exactly how to take full control of your PT school acceptance journey, as well as how to find clarity and direction as a pre-PT so that you can dominate your application regardless of your GPA, GRE score, or fear of PT school rejection. Learn how to get into the driver's seat of your acceptance journey and not leave your acceptance to chance by shooting in the dark and hoping for the best as an applicant. This is the most value that we have given away and it's free. Take control of your pre-PT journey today by going to www.acceptancenavigator.com. That's www.acceptancenavigator.com. This episode has also been sponsored by our friends at ptschoolprobe.com. Listen to this. One of the biggest fatal application mistakes that thousands of PT school applicants make each year when applying to PT school is not applying to schools that are a perfect match for them. Partnering with our friends at PT School Probe has made that a problem of the past. As PT School Probe makes it extremely easy to plug in and enter what you're looking for in your ideal schools and you will be immediately matched up with your perfect match DPT programs in the United States. To get matched and locked into your perfect DPT school programs, go to www.ptschoolprobe.com www.ptschoolprobe.com and use the code PREPTGRIND in lowercase letters to get a discount and let them know that we sent you there. That's PrePT Grind for your code. This will save you hundreds of dollars in your application by helping you avoid throwing away money at the wrong schools and saving tens of thousands of dollars lost every year that you miss out on becoming a DPT. So go to www.ptschoolprobe, that's ptschool, P-R-O-B-E, probe.com and use the code PrePT Grind in lowercase letters to get a discount and let them know that we sent you. And that's because we got you covered and we are excited to share this next episode with you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast episode. We look forward to serving you. Have a blast. Hey, we're live. What's up, guys? How are y'all doing? I hope you guys are having an absolutely amazing, amazing evening, that life is treating you well, that you're getting some time to to exercise, even in this uh, COVID world, right? But tonight, tonight we have a topic that um, Casey and I would like to discuss with a lot of you because y'all, I mean, this journey of becoming a future physical therapist is not always easy. So tonight we want to talk about how to find your why. And And this is an interesting one. This is an interesting topic because it's one where it's very easy to actually overlook it. Like, it's very easy to see the title and be like, okay, I've already talked about my why before. I already know what my why is. I already know this, that, and the other. But the honest truth is, like, how many of you um, watching live or on replay, and I'm going to make sure that we're actually live in the group, but, but, but how many of you, like, have actually had moments where you are not, not that you're ready to give up, but, but you're on the brink of just kind of, like, breakdown, like, as a pre-PT? 
You're just like on that borderline of just, oh my gosh, like this, this is not how I envisioned it. This is not as smooth as I planned it in my head. Uh, it's not as, like, it doesn't feel the way I saw it. Like when I was, you know, first thinking about becoming a future physical therapist, like this, this just feels a hell of a lot harder, like a hell of a lot harder than I planned it. If you have felt that, like, I want to see if like, we're the only ones. Like, like a moment where you're like, yo, hold up. When I signed up for physical therapy, like nobody told me that I was going to have to go through all this ish. No one told me I was going to have to go through all this nonsense with the, the, the GRE giving me trouble. Casey, am I still good? Yep, you're good. Still good. All right. So the biggest thing is your, man, like I, I hope y'all don't like overlook this topic tonight because your why is the thing that allows you to say, I can't give up because blank. And that's what we want to talk about tonight. I can't give up because of boom. And whatever that is, like, like y'all, like Casey and I can do as many live streams as, and if we coach you, we can always try to motivate you and give you direction. But at the heart of it, when ish feels like it's falling apart, we have to figure out like, what, like, what is that thing? Like, what is that thing? What is my why? And, and tonight we, we want to talk about that. How do I find it if I don't know it? Because that's what y'all have to be able to hold on to in those moments where you feel like everything is not going your way. The moments where you feel like you're on the brink of giving up, whether someone has told you that your you know, path to becoming a future physical therapist is impossible, whether it's a class that you thought was gonna be an A, but ended up being a D or an F or a grade that you did not want, uh, whether it was being rejected from a PT program, in those moments, what continues to push you? What continues to push you? And tonight, Let's dive into how to find that thing. Because y'all, the honest truth is, if you guys are feeling all those things, then let's show you how to tap into that one thing. Because anything you do from here on out will always be a reflection of what your real reason behind it is. Does that make sense? So Casey, how do we discover what our why is? Like, how do we discover what, what that thing that keeps us fighting, especially at the moments when we're ready to give up, where we're able to say, I can't give up because of this one thing how do we find it yeah well i i kind of have a soft spot for this especially for the people who don't feel like they have a big moment like oh i was never in a car accident oh i never had an athletic injury or i never had someone who went through pt themselves but i found the career it was a great match for me and what i like to do and now i'm on this path to become a pt and that's really how i started so that's kind of how I started. So when people are like, man, I don't have this huge story, my heart goes out to them because I didn't really have a huge story either. Like I wasn't in an accident. I was never a PT tech. Uh, I never really had a huge injury that needed physical therapy myself, but I still loved it and wanted to do it. So for the people like that, I think a problem that comes along with them thinking that is that one, they don't think that their why is good enough to them. If that is their why, they don't think that's good enough. So for me, mine was, I love the career opportunities. And of course, the patient satisfaction, when you see them in a wheelchair, you see them crying, then on discharge day, you know, they're dancing and smiling. Like, those were the two big reasons. But they weren't, to me, as powerful as that car accident that someone else had, right? So for people like that, or for people like me, they don't think their why is good enough. When it is, because it's your why. But I don't think that they dig deep enough. And when I say dig deep enough, you know, that they don't know enough about physical therapy to support their why. 
or to support their decision. So they're like, yeah, my why is physical therapy because I can help people, you know, stand up and walk again and dunk the ball and this, which is, which is cool, which is great, but it gets generic and you know that, which is good. You have good self-awareness, but you don't know enough about physical therapy in the profession to support your why, if that's your why, on a deeper level. So you get stuck and hit this roadblock where it's like, oh, that's why I don't think it's good enough. Whereas you, if you had that support to back it up, then you'll be like, oh, yeah, I get it now. This is why I support my reason for physical therapy. This is why I have something to back it up with. I have some support behind me to support my reason why I want to do this. So really, like if we're coming up to a question or I should say an answer that people usually say like, oh, I want to help people in physical therapy, physically and mentally, not just physically, but mentally as well. Like I've been seeing that a lot on essays, but like other professions can do that. So what I mean by what I said before is if you don't know enough about physical therapy, you won't be able to back it up if I comment on your essay like, okay, nurses can do that too. Prove it to me or back it up. You're stuck like, oh, oh I, what do you mean? Like we have to dig deeper into the profession as to why you want to do that and how physical therapy can do that differently than other professions. And that's how you can support your why. If you don't think it's good enough, if you think it's great, then great, go with it. Or if you have another experience, then great, go with it. But for me, I'm going on a tangent right now because this is a soft spot because that was me. But for example, if you say, yeah, I want to help people move more mentally than, and also, or whatever, because all that stuff you guys say, all the generic stuff, I want you guys to do a little bit more research. What does physical therapy have to offer to your clients, your patients, your customers that other specialties cannot? Can they do that? Can they help people physically and whatever without surgery, without medications, without injections that other professions in healthcare usually give them? Can physical therapists educate them on a more simple level and spend more time with patients to educate them on a more simplistic level? so that the patients can under actually understand and gain control of their problem instead of just going to the doctor for three minutes or seven minutes, then being kicked out and say, here, just take this injection and go. Maybe that's it. Maybe. Do we know or have the knowledge and learn enough about assistive devices and rehab equipment and things that neuro patients need compared to athletes need with equipment to help them physically and mentally? Is that something? It doesn't have to be too deep, but you need to be able to know what's going on into the profession in the profession that you're going to get into to support your why. Maybe you do the range of clinical and non-clinical uh, specialties that it has to offer you as a clinician. I don't care what it is. I, I can rattle stuff off all day. I don't really care what it is. But the point of this is that if you're like me and you don't really have that or you don't feel, feel like you have that wow moment as to, oh, this is the big moment, then you need something to support what your original why is because you probably don't feel that it's good enough because you never challenged yourself as why you even want to do it you're like yeah i want to do it because it's a great career and i like sports and i do this and i it's great and it's it's a solid career it's stable for the most part great that's a good reason don't anybody don't let tell you that it's not but you have to be able to back it up to yourself and to the people who are going to challenge you so you don't feel like it's not good enough. So it's not going to be easy. It is not going to be easy. It's going to take you more hours than you thought. It's going to take you more days than you thought. But when you come out on the other end, you'll be able 
to punch back when I say, prove it. You'll be able to slap me back in the face like, yeah, I proved it to you, or this is what I got when people challenge. And that will give you the confidence of sticking and standing by your why. Because I don't think that it's a problem of you guys not being able to find your why. I think a lot of you do have it. Maybe a small percentage are still looking for it, but a lot of you do have it. And I think that since you do have it, now you just need to prove it to yourself that it is strong enough. Then to back it up to yourself so you can back it up to others with what your why is when you're writing your essays or interviews or whatever. So that was my little tangent for my soft spot, other people who are like me, um, who think their why isn't good enough or think that they don't know their why. So that was my thing. Boom, I love it. I love it. Here's, here's something else that I want to add for y'all. Um, first thing is Casey hit it. Casey hit it really well. But, but, but I feel like one of the biggest problems we have or one of the biggest obstacles we have as pre-PTs is we're too busy sizing up our reasons for why we're in this profession. We're always sizing each other up. Like, what do I mean by that? What I mean is as a pre-PT, we're spending so much time like listening to other people's stories and saying, oh my goodness, okay, that person got into a car accident. I didn't. Okay, so, so, so what happens is this. Now, now, here's where it gets very tricky. Where it gets tricky is like, Casey just told y'all how to do it. If you don't feel like your why is strong enough, Casey literally just gave you the blueprint. But when you're starting at that point where, where, where you're still kind of trying to compare your story with other people's and, and you're, you're almost like trying to validate your story with, with, with more drama or with more, y'all listen, pause. Let's go back, trace back, trace back to what compelled you to get into this profession in the first place. What was it? Because like y'all, y'all ever seen in movies where like, like, like somebody's boxing or, or fighting or whatever, like Creed or whatever, like it doesn't matter. Like somebody gets knocked down. And then what happens when they get flashbacks, where do they normally go? They go back to their, their mentor. They go back to a certain pivotal moment in their childhood. They, it's not massive, it, but it was a turning point. In that turning point, you felt something. Your turning point might've been like an experience, but it might've also not been a certain injury experience. Your turning point might've been you walking into a clinic and literally seeing something happen with a patient and being like, if I could do that for somebody for the rest of my life, it's game over. But we have to, we have to be okay with looking at our own experience and saying, y'all, like, that's enough. Like, like that, that in itself is substantial because it's not about you proving it. Joseph doesn't use your experience to motivate himself. Casey doesn't use your experience to keep himself pushing. When you're at the point where you're nearly giving up, what is it that got you here in the first place? What are we going back to? The, the mistake of sizing our story up with other people and trying to make it sound better and all this other stuff because we don't feel like it's valid enough is actually hurting us as individuals. Like it's hurting you because when you're at that point when you just struggled through a class, when you're at that point where you're just struggling with the GRE and you're just trying to find motivation and you're just using a lot of external stuff and hype talk and this, that, and the other and motivational speakers, you don't even know what your reason is. You don't even know what your compelling factor is. Like I spent today, right? So the NBA is coming back, right? So I was watching uh, some of the clips from the Lakers because I'm, I'm a diehard Laker fan. Like I'm a diehard Kobe Bryant fan then Laker fan, 
Uh, so because Kobe died, I'm, I'm just all Lakers now, right? So, so the biggest thing, I was watching, and you're seeing people like LeBron James. LeBron James, through COVID, has literally stayed in tip-top shape. Like, you see the guy, and you're like, yo, my man did not skip a day. <laughs> like, like, he out here looking like the season went on, like life was good, because he had a deeper reason. It would have been very easy for him to say, you know what? Season might be canceled. I'll just, I'll just kick it. I'll just do like, no, but he realized he's like, no, 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 no. Like I'm 35 years old. I'm this, but he knows why he does what he does. He knows why, when he's going to work out in his own personal gym every single day, doing things that most of us didn't do. Most of us got our COVID 20 or our COVID 25 or our COVID 15 or whatever. Like he knew why he was doing it. And regardless of what the outcome was going to be about the league, he was still going to show up. And each of us have those moments as pre-PTs, but we don't know why we're, we forget. Like the reason why you're on this path is because something, something started it. It might've been a conversation. On top of what Casey was saying, I want you guys to start looking at your past. Like, like spend time on your own. Do not, please do, do, do not try to like show this to other people and saying like, does this sound good? I had a pre-PT ask me, does my why sound good? And I'm like, it's not for me. <laughs> like, it's not for me to know. It's for you. Like, is this your reason? Or are you just trying to tell me a story that sounds good so that you can get outside validation that you have a cool story? Y'all, it gets very tricky. So please, one, believe that the reason why you are here is valid enough as is. Two, ask yourself, what was it? Take yourself back there. Maybe it's something in the past. Maybe, maybe it's something present. For some of you that are non-traditional or you have families, maybe it's your kids. Maybe you look at your kids and you're like, I want to show them that I can still pursue my dream. Maybe that's your why. When you're struggling, you look at your kids and you're like, you know what? I'm going to keep kicking it. Maybe it's the future. Maybe your future is, is a future that's connected to representing something for your family. Some of you are the first to get a college degree. Some of you are the first to get a graduate level degree. Some of you are going to be the first doctors in your family. And while that comes with its own uh, stresses, it also comes with some pretty cool blessings. Like you're, you're paving a way. So maybe that's your intensive. Maybe that's part of your why. But it's not for anyone else to write for you. You have to be willing to one, be content with the fact that whatever brought you here in the first place is enough. And two, you have to be able to step back, like Casey was saying, and actually like ask yourself, what was it? What is it? And then three, complement it with understanding the profession better so that you can use your understanding of the profession to validate and, and back up everything that you already know is true. But it does not, like, you don't need a crazy story, but just understand that you grounding yourself on that will be what pushes you, will be what helps you navigate in the moments when things are tough. Don't always expect outside forces to always be there to push you. You have to, all, you have, to have something deeper that allows you to push. Every champion, every winner, every, like they always have something internal, something inside that's always like, y'all, like, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to give up. I'm getting right back up. And for you, you have to be able to find it. When you find it, I'm telling you right now, that is, that is right there. I call it the most underrated secret to success as a pre-PT and future physical therapist. And I want y'all to start tapping into it constantly, especially on the moments where you feel like you're at the bottom, especially at the moments where you feel like you're getting whooped, especially the moments where you feel like you're ready to pull the plug. 
because that's the very thing that will keep you fighting and keep you going. Does that make sense, everybody? Whether you're watching live or on replay, but y'all, your, your why is a massive piece. It, it'll factor into PT school. PT school's hard, but PT school is something you will still navigate through, but it's hard. Like PT school ain't no joke. Cool. Being a physical therapist, it's still the same thing. It has to fuel you at every single stage. Casey, what are your thoughts on that? Like, I've gone through that story. Like, how do I set myself apart? Well, first, before Case says what he's going to say, I want you to differentiate that question from what your why is. That question is more of an application. And it's like, okay, like, how do I use my experience and story to stand out? That's actually a really good question. But I don't want you to tie, how do I use this to stand out to, like, what is my reason for me doing this? Because many times those lines get blurred. The why is, is personal. That right there might be yours. That right there might be enough. Like it's not even about proving to PT programs that you're an outstanding student. This is just about getting you to like keep going when like when everything gets very tough, right? But in regards to standing out, like how do I separate myself from other pre-PT students that have gone to PT? So one, I actually wouldn't care too much about what other <laughs> pre-PTs experiences are. You know, I think a lot of times we're like, we feel like, okay, like, well, everyone has a story. How do I make it sound a little different from that story? Well, that's, that's assuming that you're using their story to correct your own. I'm going to just say it like it is. I need y'all to stop giving a damn what other people's stories are. Use them, use them to kind of like give you like, like, like more confirmation that you're in the right profession, but don't use them as like, hey, okay, that one's very similar because it'll mess you up. What I want you to do is I want you to be centered in your own story. Casey just told you guys that, that he didn't feel like he had a compelling story that really made him all that different. What the focus should be on is the schools that you're applying to. How can I use my story to match what the school is about? Does that make sense? Perfect example. If I'm comparing my experience, my injury with with other pre-PTs that I'm seeing in forums or other pre-PTs that I know, well, the honest truth is like, we already know that not every PT program is for you. And the goal is to get a PT program to see you as an ideal candidate. So I have to be willing to understand a school so well that I can now start saying, ooh, like how can I use my story to correlate with what they're already about? If I'm doing that in essays, if I'm doing that in in-person conversations or the interview or emails that I'm sending to schools, I'm always asking, like, how can I use my experience to now, like, cater to what the school is trying to do, what the school is about, what their culture is about, what they're about, and then that's, that's where I, I'm able to stand out. Same way with any relationship. I love correlating PT school and relationships, because with relationships, I could tell my wife, hey, um, well, I'm just like any other guy. I like basketball like a lot of other guys, but, but, but that doesn't matter. The point for her was how can I use, like, how can I best understand her so that as we're dating, prior to us getting married, as we're dating, I'm actually able to understand her and then use my personality, use who I am, use my experiences to see if they actually match. And if they don't, then we don't date and we don't get married. And with the schools that you're applying to, if they don't, then they might not be a match for you. But I think a lot of times we're spending so much time focusing on other students. And I'm not saying this to be like, like hard on you. I'm saying this to free you. I'm saying this to like free you mentally from having to almost like one up other students. It, it doesn't work like that. We've been told that it does. 
but it doesn't even work like that remotely. And, and, and the honest truth is, it's going to lead you down a path where you're always like fatigued and exhausted and feeling drained and like you're having to do the most. So, so don't focus on other students. Stop, stop really caring how different or similar other people's stories is from yours. Understand yours first and understand, like, be solid in what your experience is. And then your next step is to say, for the schools I'm applying to, can I understand them well enough to see if my experience and who I am and what I bring to the table complements what they're about? That's a very different way of thinking. And if you can start shifting that, those are the students where regardless of what they're struggling with academically or whatnot, are able to absolutely destroy. Does that make sense? Casey, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so the original question was, how do I stand out, I'm guessing? The original question was, I was in a car accident and going through PT made me want to be a physical therapist, then becoming a PT tech confirmed that. How do I separate myself from other pre-PT students that have gone to PT? How can she stand out from PT students? Um, you probably have to add, the only thing I really have to add to that is I would highly recommend you deal with their point of view in mind, meaning their point of view, meaning the DPT schools. So I don't care what it is, whether it's pressing a button on PTCast or preparing for the interview, think of it like, how are they viewing me? And if I was in their position, would I accept myself? And if you would, then great, you're doing everything. But if there's any breaks in that chain for you, if there's any weak links, then you know you have to fix them so that you can stand out to yourself if you are the department chair or if you are making that decision to accept you or not. And I think that would be a big game changer for you going forward. Boom, boom. I love it. I love it. Guys, like I'm telling you right now, Physical therapy is going to be there in 50 years. Actually, we, I mean, if humans can still interact in 50 years, people are still going to be getting injured and there's still going to be a need for physical therapy. So the honest truth is in 50 years, there's still going to be a bunch more people that have had injuries, a bunch more people that have torn their ACL. Like you only have a certain number of things that you can break or sprain or tear in your body. So yes, they would have heard everything. But the difference is if I'm spending less time comparing with other students and more time focusing on the understanding the profession better and the school better, then you'll always come out different. Does that make sense? So, so it's, a very, it's a very specific and key, key perspective shift where if you do it, y'all, like it's game over. But if you don't, you're going to be lost in this like fight where you're always like trying to one up other students and y'all it's, it's, it's a losing battle. I'll tell you right now. Um, I had a low back injury and went through PT and then my dad had a stroke and I went through physical therapy. It was tough to watch, but also I was extremely interested in how you determine what is the best route of recovery and what simple tasks are considered rehab for a stroke. Yo, stroke, <laughs> like inpatient rehab is a beautiful, beautiful part of physical therapy. And I'm glad you're able to have, you know, that experience. I hope he's doing better, but uh, that was yours. That's part of your journey. So y'all, please center yourself on your experience. Understand that whatever your experience is, whether it feels boring or whether it feels too much, it is yours. Nobody can take that. Nobody can. There's no better stories. Just understand that as long as you stay true to what your experience is and factoring in and, and, and saying, how can I, how can I use this to better complement the programs I'm applying to, which I have to understand and research and all that stuff, well, then that's when beautiful things happen. But if I'm getting lost and trying to create story, man, no, nah, like it doesn't work like that. So please understand that your story is enough. 
Your story is enough. Your story is enough. Let me say it one more time. For those of y'all that didn't hear me in the back, your story is already enough. Casey, anything else before we wrap it up? Uh, just remember, it's not necessarily always what you say. It's more so how you say it. So if you're kind of stuck with, man, my what has been said so many times, all right, so what? Say it differently. Say it better. Be better. Explain it more. Have something to back it up with. And that's how, how that's your how to how you can say it differently. Because I think to the person's point, they're like, oh, it's been said so many times. Yeah. The same movie has been given so many times. The same book has been written so many times. But it's how they portrayed the movie and how they wrote the book to make it different. So just keep that in mind as, as well. It's not always what you say, but more importantly is how you say it. Cool. Hope that helped y'all. Have an amazing rest of your evening. Tag your friends if you feel like they would benefit from it. Much love, y'all. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Pre-PT Grind podcast. This show has been brought to you by the Pre-PT Success Program, a program designed to take Pre-PT students and help them become excellent DPT school candidates without wasting years of frustration during the application process. To learn and master Pre-PT Grind's six-step process that will get you into physical therapy school, the Pre-PT Success Program is exactly what you have been looking for reach out to us at contactpreptgrind.com, aka our Facebook Messenger. And thank you once again for joining us on this episode. We look forward to seeing you next week on the Pre-PT Grind 